This is uh, Jason Rouse, and welcome to the Safe Word Podcast. Today, my guest and uh, comedian and friend, uh, Yoshi Abayashi. <laughs> it's Obayashi. Obayashi? Yeah. Yoshi's know, fine. I, I always, uh, you gave me shit one time for when I said Margaret Cho, and it was, it's Mar- Margaret, I said Margaret Chow. Oh, yeah, Cho. I always mix it up. Uh, I have, uh, like, dyslexia and stuff, so sometimes the, the Which is the least of your worries. <laughs> totally. That's the least of my problems. But, um... Uh, we're here in uh, Echo Park on a uh, Tuesday afternoon uh, at the tail end of a fucking tremendously hot day. It was at least 100. Fahrenheit. Yeah, I, I'm in San Fernando Valley, and if you're not from Southern California, which is north of L.A., it's even worse, man. And um, it's just fucking miserable because uh, the guy I'm staying with, uh, Randy, very uh, good friend of mine, very kind enough to let me stay with him, but he doesn't have AC. And, like, you just get up, just already sweating, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been really hot. Like I'm not one to complain too much about the heat, but the last four or five days have been just annihilation. But I missed a, a Canadian winter uh, this year, so I'm uh, I can't really complain. It was one of the worst in a long time. But um, but you were telling me you prefer the hot over the cold. Yeah, I I'm other way around. I do not enjoy the uh, the cold. At all, I fucking hate it. People but you're white. Saying, you're supposed to be used to that weather. <laughs> that's, that's not. That's not true. It, skin tone has nothing to do with the climate. But I do love seeing. Like, you're cold. Your people are very cold. One of my favorite things <laughs> to watch: uh, immigrants from uh, tropical environments. Their first winters in Canada. You know, some uh, uh, Somalian Nigerians and stuff like that, and them seeing snow for the first time. And having to deal with it, they're just like, what the fuck is this? Maybe I'll go back to my war-torn country because I can't (laughs) handle fucking frostbite. But uh, I met you, and you probably remember the date. Um, I was at Just for Laughs, uh, 2003. It it, it was summer of 2003, July, actually. Uh Uh-huh. And because a month later, my dad died. So I (laughs) I remember that. I'm glad you laughed at that. Uh, Hey, my dad died, too. Yeah. Was it? Uh, but he deserved it. <laughs> did he had it coming? Yeah. Dead Daddy Day. But um, I remember running into you. In See, I didn't, I didn't hear from you for like three, four years after that. Yes, you said take. You gave me a bunch of uh, porn. Right. Which and is, I give you my business card. That's right, and your your email address. And I was like, ah, oh, this guy's really cool. You, you said, oh, I'm a friend of Russell's. Blah blah blah. You. In fact, I became friend with Russell the first time at the same festival. Yeah. Ah, okay. And you gave me a bunch of porn. It was just black guys, fucking white girls. Yeah. Like, destroying them. What? Ha- why that one? There's no love in those movies. But why people like bestiality movies? <laughs> it's true. Do you think white people favor certain... What? What's a... Because... Uh, uh, well, give us a little background. You're not just talking at a turn. You, you've been involved in the sex industry for years. Yeah, I got fired two years ago. So from between 90... I guess 98 to 2012, I was in uh, adult business. Yeah. And you know, and you're very good with, like, stats and names and, and details that I have no grasp of. Like, I know maybe the name of a, a dozen porn people 
half yeah. of them I've met, and the other ones I've just they're just popular enough that uh, they've their names have been passed. Away. I mean, because you're Canadian, I have to say. Peter your, your your countryman. Oh, that's right. He's Canadian, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's from Sudbury. I forgot. Uh, I mean, the three great ones from Canada for me is my dear friend Brandon Iron. He did a one called Slap Happy where he slept the shit out of bitches. Brandon, is he Canadian? He's Canadian. Ah. From Calgary, I think. Comedy and cock. That's what our biggest export. Yes. Then maple syrup, wood, and weed after that. But he's a great friend of mine, and um, he's the most decent guy mm-hmm. you know, I know in adult business. In fact, he was the first porn friend that I've had, and I'm still a friend of his. And um, you have Eric Everhart. So he's, I think he's from Vancouver, Canada. Mr. Triangle Dick. What's Triangle Dick? How do you get that? No, but his dick on the top looks like triangle, the head. Really? Like yeah. a diamond tip? It looks like that, yeah. Great performer from Canada. What, what, did he just kind of put his dick into a, a Tupperware container and then let it grow <laughs> no. in there? You know when you put a piece of fruit or something and you grow it in a box and it takes the shape? Right. Like square pumpkins? I, he has such a, like, distinct We're look. Right, right out of the gate, we're talking about other guys' cocks. Yeah. <laughs> and shapes. It's, I mean, you know, because I, I watched porn basically... Eight to ten hours a day, five days a week, for like nine years. You that know, that was your job. You that was just, my job. You weren't just in a broom closet with a laptop. No, but I mean, I got to the point where if you show me a guy from waist down, you I could tell you which whose dick that is. You know, really? yeah, because I, it's and there's no market for that. <laughs> no, <laughs> unless you have a show called CSI Chatsword. <laughs> And Chatsworth, uh, explain that. I didn't know that until maybe about a year ago, that Chatsworth is like where they shoot all the pornography. Um, yes. In San Fernando Valley, you have a city called Chatsworth. Um, I don't know how it is now because a lot of companies just disappear. You know, when people are downloading porn for free, it's hurting their companies. They can't make yeah. money out of it. But traditionally, Chatsworth, another one is Van Nuys, where I used to work for Evil Angel, and they're in Van Nuys. But... Um, yeah, it's it's not. This is really really bad for the adult business. The yeah. demands are there. It's just people don't want to pay for it. And music too. So once the torrents became available, everybody kind of said, "Well, fuck it. I don't want to sign up for these websites anymore when I can just pull it from." But the big difference is, at least if you're a good, a great mus- musician, you could go tour and make money. Ah, at least recoup some of your losses by doing live stuff. Yeah, but there's not an option for a lot of the. Performers, I mean, strippers, they strippers strip. escort. They could do uh, um, cam, camming. Yeah, my cam, my free yeah. cams and stuff like yeah. that. But what does heterosexual male talent do? They're completely useless. I don't mean no disrespect, but what are they going to do? They go on the road and do book, book signings, probably. No, uh, you know, there's just there's no demand for those guys, so they're they're in a really tough spot. Um, now what? Now, I just found out this recently, but a lot of the girls that are in pornography also moonlight as prostitutes, escorts and stuff. Right. I didn't uh, know that. I thought that was kind of, they were kind of, uh, you know, it's like somebody doing a Hollywood movie and then doing voiceovers for commercials. Right. But I guess money's money when it's pussy, right? Well, I think the girls, once girls decide to do that, it's easier money and more money. And they're not getting fucked by one of those animals, you know, those guys. And um, I remember one of the major comedic talent with the TV show was hiring escorts. 
but this person thought this performer was um is Charlie Sheen? Nur- nurse. No, no, if I was Charlie Sheen, I would say he doesn't care. Uh-huh. But this is a major comedic talent. I have a TV show, and he thought this girl is a full-time nurse, not realizing that she's a full-time porn star. How could you mix that up? How, how Nurses aren't that hot. Well, I don't, I don't know because, um, you know, when some people are saying bad things about your Internet and in, uh, in, uh, uh, chat, and then uh, blog and things like that. Oh, no one's ever said anything bad about me. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I've heard bad things, but unless you specifically look for that, um, you're not even going to notice it, you know? And when people are saying bad things about you, you think the whole world saying it, but that's not really true. Like, there's plenty of people haven't heard people saying terrible things about me, you know? But when you're paranoid, you just think everybody's saying something. And so unless you look... He, this person probably doesn't even know because he doesn't actively look the who's the porn star, who's not. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's so obvious to me, but I'm working the business. Oh, used to, you know. Yeah. Who Who are some of your favorite, not only on-camera, but off-camera porn people? Because every, every time I've run into somebody in the industry, I've brought up your name, and they're like, oh, yeah, Yoshi. Like, you, you're, you're synonymous to the whole... I, but I don't know how much longer that's going to last because, you know, last They're two... dying of AIDS, that's why. Well, rightfully so. It's, <laughs> it's called karma. Um, I I haven't been part of it for two and a half years. There's been a lot of new girls. Eventually, there's going to be a point where they're not going to know me, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm trying... I'm still trying to be part of it. It's almost like a guy... Finally, who finally eventually graduate from college, but don't want to leave the campus ground. So I'm kind of hovering, kind yeah, of. Yeah, but you know? rightfully so. Like I know that you had a lot of input with uh, Dave's old porn and stuff. With the, the, the yeah, I was consulting on it, whatever that yeah. means for two seasons. And uh, but you're you're an inside man. Like you're you're an anomaly where you have this. You're not in the. You're just worked in the porn industry, but you're not like a deviant. Like you don't. You're not a, uh, I, like a... If you compare me with the average person outside of the business, then I'm de- definitely like a fucking problem and weirdo. But if you put me within the, the whole porno yeah, group... Yeah, you're normal. I mean, uh, I'm not that bad, but I am interested in the subject matter, you know? Mm-hmm. Like why why people have certain tastes, sexual tastes or whatnot. Yeah. And um, like next month in October second through fifth, I'm speaking at Ars Electronica, which is conference about high tech and sex, and I'm doing a speech called "The Ethical Pervert." So I'll be talking about things like revenge porn and recently hacked pictures of Jennifer Lawrence and Kate Upton and all sorts of other. I don't want to say ethical, but like etiquette, certain questionable stuff. For for example. A real pervert would have never released those pictures, I don't think, online. No, she was, she's a famous actress? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah. Yeah, Hunger Games and things like that. Okay, so what, did somebody take some nudes of her? Would they hack her phone of some beaver shots? My, my understanding is um, she took those pictures, some of it, and others, probably her boyfriend or someone, took pictures of hers. And eventually she probably erased them. But I don't know that high-tech reasons, because, well, even though I'm Asian, I don't know that, but... <laughs> Even if you raise out of your phone, people have access to them in iCloud and whatnot. So they took the pictures and released a bunch of other pictures together. The reason why I would never do it as a pervert, 
soon as you release those pictures, she knows that people have access to her pictures. She's not going to, she's not going to take more pictures. See, no. real pervert were, were, a real pervert would be like a Nazi art collector. He will hide all those pictures, not share with anyone else. Dirty so, secret. Like, keep it. It's yeah. Just I, it's just I know. I'll, yeah. I would let, let her keep taking those pictures and keep hacking and take, take, take those pictures. But why would you hack those pictures and release them? You know, like... Um, it's a power thing, I think, for some people that they can take somebody down that's in the public eye with something is a uh, thing. But once you take a photograph, consider... I always... Anything that's videotaped or a photograph, I, I just have to put it in a place where everyone in the world's going to see it at some point. So... And that's why I've done all this heinous twisted shit so there's no secrets no one can really hurt me i have no, no. shame in, in uh in I'm anything not. digital there's a way they could they yeah. could fuck you over and of course they don't have a right to violate jennifer lawrence and kate upton's privacy but i was a little surprised that they were surprised that they were able to hack into it mm. I, I i think i don't think if you do anything digital it's it's up for grabs it, uh, People have a ways to get that, you know. Sure. So, um, but they don't have a right. But I'm, I'm conflicted because one hand, yes, I know it's violating her rights. But what, two, are they nice pictures? They're. I mean, is she get her piss flap spread or? It's a very flattering pictures of her. Sexy. Sexy. Yeah. Not her with like some frozen shit up her ass or something. But what, some English actress, maybe she was uh, one of those downtown Abbey actress. She's laying flat on the bed, and there's a, one dick lodged into one of her eyes. <laughs> and she's looking at the wrong, like a really weird direction. Maybe she fell. <laughs> Maybe. But I'm just, I'm just thinking, like, where, what are you looking? Like, what could it be more interesting than dick lodged into your eye? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Recognize. Re- yeah. If you get a dick near your face, it gets anybody's attention. Somebody means business, and they, they want you to focus on what they're doing. But, you know, I've seen that picture, it's like, I can't help it. Next time I see her on TV or movie, like, I can't think. Dick in the eye. Yeah. And she could be Shakespearean actress, but she's got a dick in her eye. So, yeah, it's, it's, it hurts. I don't know if it's going to hurt them, but someone like Jennifer Lawrence, people have this wholesome image about her. And to see her naked, I don't know. I, don't you think some of these, these, these so-called... She didn't do anything hackings, wrong, by the way. Don't you think that some of these are kind of publicity things where they say that somebody's been hacked but they've had complete control over the content and where it's gone i don't think that's the case for um jennifer uh, lawrence and kate upton it's it, true for uh kim kardashian paris hilton it's yeah. that's that's a whole like, setup bullshit yeah and what do you like because i don't understand the fascination because I, I i remember looking at like uh what was paris Hilton's show um, there's a bunch of them she did a bunch and i'd watch and then it was so clearly that it was scripted nonsense. And I was like, I don't find any entertainment value in it. I want to see conflict yeah, and some resolution. But it was so – the stakes were so low. It was boring. I don't understand. People were fucking so dumb. Yeah. You know when people say Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian are talented? I do think they're talented in this Almost one respect. Definitely. They're good at bringing – I don't hate getting them at attention. All. I think I think that the, what they've done is genius. Yes. I just think the people that are subscribing to it are fucking idiots. But one time, I, this is like maybe four or five months ago, I was in LAX and there was all this like um, uproar at the airport, and 
and uh, I'm seeing what's going on. And I'm, as I'm going check in, going the escalator, Paris Hilton's in front of me. Like <laughs> I was like literally behind her, yeah, looking at her ass when she was going the escalator. She's and she's got no ass. You could look at her ass with one eye. That's how but small she's, it is. She's, she's a pretty girl. I, I was surprised. Like she's a really pretty girl. To me, it looks like somebody shaved a gray, like a greyhound, and made it walk on its hind legs. It's there's not enough meat on that. I like a woman that's got some. She is very meat. skinny. Yeah. See, you get ever have bent over a skinny girl and drill her from behind, and her rib cage looks like an xylophone. Oh my god, that's so hot. You, <laughs> well, what kind of women do you like? Besides, like, if you were gonna pay. <laughs> All right. Don't say if. <laughs> when, when you buy, yeah. When you buy beaver in the beaver market, because when you, you went to Poland, uh, no, uh, uh, um, Hungary. Wait, before before you continue, I, 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 I'm not even. I will answer one more person that I respect in Canadian porn, a girl named Lauren Phoenix. She was an unbelievable performer and a great Canadian. I mean, she's <laughs> getting all teary-eyed. <laughs> she, uh, she was an unbelievable performer, and she was there to fuck. We're known for our beavers, Canadians. She was great. I mean, I, I uh, wow, she was a great performer. But I think she lost her green card or something. I don't know what happened. She couldn't come back to the States. Anyway, to answer your question, where do I, where do I go for prostitute stuff? Um, like as a sex tourist. I'm not saying that you are, but you, no, you I am. travel. Are you? Yeah. What, what are some of your, your highlights and most gratifying uh, exchanges? I wouldn't say it's a six tours in, in Tijuana because it's right next to where we, you know, basically two hours away. But uh, if you go to Tijuana, you want to go a place called Hong Kong Club. And um, I've been there. You have? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's the Very best. Very romantic. It's, it's the best place to go if you're living in uh, Southern California. It's just amazing. I mean, the girls are impeccable. And I mean, you want to go there like a late Friday night and Saturday nights, and uh, you'll see amazing-looking girls. That I like. But when I go overseas, I've done places like uh, Brazil, uh, in in Rio, and uh, Copa Copacabana, and there's the place you used to call Help. Name help? of the bar. That was the name of the bar. <laughs> and um, for Maybe every, it was just a sign the girls put on the building. We need fucking help over here. Our pussies are killing us. Man, they're. When you go to Brazil, you could literally smell sex. And that girls are really, really friendly. And when you go to that club, it's basically every man, there's probably between 10 to 15 girls. I've heard that. You, and, you, you've been to Brazil? Yeah. How, many, how long were you there for? I was there for a week, 2002. And as we were flying out of Rio, I got teary. <laughs> and I, I didn't even cry. A bunch of hookers waving you from yeah. the tarmac. Yoshi, come back. I didn't even cry when my dad died, but when we were flying out of Rio, <laughs> I, I cry. I'm not even going to joke. I, it made me cry. Because that was the only place that I – you experienced this thing where, oh, that's how a rock star live. Because these women will harass you. They'll grab your ass and dick and, uh, yeah, they're really aggressive. It's very forward. Yeah. And they definitely into, like, the whole girlfriend experience, but they're very sweet. But – um and back then, in the 2002, a dollar was three times stronger than what it is now. Fire sale. Yeah, it, it just like you could smell fucking amazing-looking girls. And um, so, what? Get me rocking through. So, you does this happen on the beach or something? Copacabana. Oh, okay, so help is on the beach, Copacabana, and it's a bar, and you pay a little bit of like money. It's not a whole lot. You walk in. Cover charge. Yeah, and there's, I mean, shitload of girls, and mostly Brazilian. Yes, but a bit 
but you know, like even when you go to Tijuana, when people think Mexican, they think all Mexican look like guys standing in front of Home Depot. <laughs> but when you go to Tijuana at the Hong Kong Club, there are so many wide variety of different looking girls. I mean, Mexico was occupied by European power, so you do like see light skinned Mexican women and blue eyes and. There's, of course, darker skin one, but it's a wide variety of different kind of girls. Uh-huh. Brazil was even more so. I mean, you saw girls who were black, half black, Asian, white. Uh, How's their English? Is it communication? Those two places are kind of tough negotiating, you know. You I mean, I don't know how many times I kind of got kind of got ripped off in Mexico because they say yes to agree to do something. Then later on, they pretend like I did, didn't know what I was saying. Or yeah, the pretend double like, talk. Yeah. You don't have that. I don't have that problem in Europe. You know, uh, in Europe, I've got hookers in Spain, Italy, Germany, Belgium, Netherlands. Do you go to brothels or do you go online or do you have friends through uh, that will say, hey, I check out this spot, talk to this guy? I'm, I'm always broke, so I can't do es- escorting, you know, in, in call, out call. In call is when girl, girls come to your place or out call is when you go to their place. Those things cost more, but um, they legalized prostitution in Germany in 2002, I think. In Netherlands, I think they legalized about around the same time or maybe a little earlier. But basically, it's a little different. In Germany, you usually have brothels, like Frankfurt. It's like a mini mall. There's all these buildings, and each floor have between, I don't know, four or five or six rooms. And maybe most of these buildings have like four or five floors or maybe even more. Describe these rooms. Is it just a bunch of couches around with music playing? No, there's a door open. There's a bed in the room. If the door is open, the girls are usually sitting on the bed or standing by the door saying hello to people. Kind of like the windows in in Holland. Right. So you're kind of like, oh, this is your office. Yeah. Full of cum and tears. I think Holland, let me see. In Holland, Alkmaar, Amsterdam... Den Hog, they were all outside. So people could walk down the street and, and see every uh, girl. It was like a flea market. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> in Germany, it's kind of half and half. The, mostly you go inside a building. So you go up the stairs like in Frankfurt and you see girls. But you can't see them out on the street. Um, yeah, I guess the only place in Germany that if you walk on the street... I think I think that's Bohem, Germany. Do you think the German prostitution have occupational hazards because they're so synonymous with shit eating? Do a lot of the people probably go, "Oh, I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to go to Germany and I'm going to get one of the hookers to eat poop." Everything's negotiable, but I don't think most girls would do that. No, but I think because that's a, that's a, like Shiza a, is such a like. Poor, shit-eating thing is always associated with German porn. German. And bestiality. You know, it's bestiality is illegal. They have sex farms in Denmark. Oh, I didn't Jonathan know that. Jonathan was telling me, yeah. Well, speaking about animal. <laughs> um, hello, Jonathan. Um, I don't think most... I'm not saying it's impossible. I mean, they will... If you if you offer a girl if, enough money, but most... Prostitute in Germany, I don't think they would do that. They're mo- mostly girls from Romania, Bulgaria, some Hungary. I've seen girls from Poland as well. Um, 
And these are really nice. For most part, most of those girls are really nice. They come from country with no money. They're doing it because they're trying to support themselves and their family. And I have a lot of respect for those kinds of girls. The shit eaters? But I, I, I don't remember even that's like an option. That's like movies. And and funny thing is most shit eating, that's usually done by German girls. Yeah. Uh, now that's not, I mean. not that you're Eastern European girls. I mean, of course, if you, I'm sure if you offered them like 100,000 euro, maybe they would do something like that. Do you have to tell them what you had to eat during the day? <laughs> How much longer are we talking about this? <laughs> hey, hey, I know my audience. They're very curious about this. Not a lot of them are travelers. They're living vicariously through your sexual I've experience. seen enough of that stuff. I'm, 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 I'm personally not into it, but it's German and Japanese will make shit like that, literally. Yeah, Japanese, man. There's, there's a whole no tentacle sex and all that. But... Tentacle stuff is basically going around a loophole. You know, they can't show... The obscenity law in Japan is you can't show vaginal penetration from dick, so they blur that stuff. It's so strange. But if you make an animated series and show tentacle, since tentacle is not penis, you could do whatever. Is that what it is? Yes. Oh... It's it, it's a, the reason they came up with that because of loophole. It's it's not no because no way. That's so much more creepier than a penis and a vagina, than octopus animated or otherwise. Okay, that makes sense because I've seen a lot of reoccurring Japanese. You're not breaking law by doing that. Okay. You know, um, and I don't know if you knew this. Until this year, only a child porn was legal in Japan. Jeez. Making and producing, selling them is illegal, but possessing a child porn, it's, it was legal for a long time. But they're still fighting, like, uh, you know, anime, hentai, all anime stuff. That's, that stuff is still legal if you're fucking a child because it's not a real at child. Le- at least the kids are, um, are getting out of the factories and they've they're, got a better job in the public eye. <laughs> they don't send you're kids anonymous. in factory in Japan. Yeah, but if, you can, if you're in a shoe factory working for a nickel a day and then you've got a... Um, you know, a, a 70-year-old man who wants to fuck the brown out of your ass. I don't know. I guess it's a preference thing. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> well, this is going to be a really weird episode. <laughs> it's funny. We were talking about this subject when you see Echo Park, all these families oh, are walking beautiful. by. Yeah, wholesome people. There's are ducks. It looks like a Norman Rockwell yeah. painting here. We've gone from shit-eating to kid-fucking. Yeah. Which I'm not interested in any of them. I, I like to see... Child porn sounds mean. It does sound mean. <laughs> Let's call it child erotica. Child erotica. <laughs> it sounds more fancy, upper class. It sounds like an Andrew Lloyd Webber production. Can I, can I tell you something? I, I'm sure you're familiar with the book Lolita. Yeah. It's, it's by the Russian writer who immigrated to the States, Nabokov, Vladimir Nabokov. But if you ever read that book, it's really interesting because at the... Is when he you, a pedophile or...? Yeah, the, the, uh, the, the, the main character married this woman because her daughter oh, is Alita, no. and she was 12 or 13. And um, once she finds out he has a feeling for her, her daughter, she wants to get divorced. She's run on the street, and she gets hit by a car and dies. Now this character um, ended up being the father of this kid that he's obsessed over. But the main point of the story is it's interesting if you read the book. At the end of it, some of the conclusion is really uncomfortable because if you're really well-educated and a cultured person, it's almost natural that you'll be attracted to the underage kids. It's not, it's not what you think like some low-class 
redneck wanna fuck kids. It's if you're into aesthetic and art, when you read books like that, it's almost justifying like it's naturally you'll be attracted to them. It's really weird. <laughs> you know, this goofy liberal art education I get, you would think it was supposed to make you a better person. Mm. Not really. No, it, it just opens up more uh, Pandora's box into more horrific realities of society. Because when you read these, like books like that, it, it's just kind of like, what? Am I supposed to fuck kids because I got a good education? And when you read, like if you study Latin, and when you read, you know, the British Empire, they used to make you study Latin. Uh-huh. And I, I always thought that was a notion of making you a better, well-educated person. No, it's not. It's one of the first things you read when you study Latin. You read Julius Caesar's book, right? It basically teaches how to control a bunch of brown people. Okay. So that that's why British Army... Hold on, let me get my pen out. Go on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's why they studied Latin, you know, Pax uh, Romatica, whatever the words they were saying, Roman peace, Pax Britannica, the British peace by Britain colonizing brown people throughout the world. But that's that's what you learn from reading those books. Like, it's like an instructional manual. It really is. It's just like you divide the brown people by two different groups and it's easier to come. You know, it's all these things Pit like... Pit them against each other to yeah. control them. And when you get older, things that you think it was something that you learned to be a better person, it's not, man. That's why when people say liberal education doesn't help you make money, getting a good jobs. It's, it was never meant for poor and middle class. It's the upper class learning to control. Eyes wide shut shit. Yeah. Have you ever been to one of those parties? I wish. Really? I thought for sure you'd be invited to these kind of, I've, I've know, been to kind of like green a, door kind of places. I've been to a couple weird ones like that. Um, like a fetish night at a club? or I've been to fetish night. I went to Kit Kat Club in Berlin, which is... You oh, go, I heard that's fantastic. Anything goes. Next thing you know, a guy pulled his dick out and a girl sucking on it at the bar, you know. Jesus. Cover your cup, I guess, huh? But but Germany, you know, they, they're pretty... I don't like whenever they say, like, Germans and Japanese, because they were evil during World War II. Their porns are all fucked up. Every time I hear say, some, say something like that, they're fucking idiots. People who are... Who are into sex aren't weren't the problem with World War Two. It's people who are repressing their sexuality. Yeah, they're the one who started the war. Sexually frustrated people. I mean, one of the first things Hitler and Saddam Hussein, once they were in position of power, they closed in in Germany burlesque shops. Right, anything like freedom and sexuality, they shut that shit down. And Saddam Hussein shut all the belly dancing and all that kind of nudity stuff. People who are, have a positive attitude about sex and people who have a uh, comfortable talking about sex. Like Scandinavia. They're not the people who are violent people. They're not. No, because they're it, fucking. Yeah. They're busy. They rather, their balls are empty and they're, they're not. Uh, Is it 21 Jump Street right here? The, uh, oh. Two cops are riding bicycle around, just like in 22 Jump Street. That's hilarious. Cops on bikes. It's the short shorts that really kind of. Sell it, you know what I mean. I don't. I'd be laughing too hard if a guy in Daisy Dukes was handcuffing me on a, a hillside, under arrest. Yeah, I hope that's uh, your handcuffs digging into my hip. I don't even know why did they even. I don't know. Fucking busy road. Anyway, um, yeah. So, sex uh, parties, crazy parties. Have you ever been to Torture Garden? 
Like bondage stuff? No, there's a um, a production company, I guess you'd call it, or uh, it, they started in England, and it was one of the wildest parties I've ever been to. They did it in an old church in in London, and uh, they do they have Germany, they've done some in Canada, and and I think in Los Angeles too. But it, it is like it's like circus Olay full of perverts. Right. It's fucking amazing. It's it's beautiful and horrific all at the same time. And um, I think you went to what that Dr. Susie's thing in LA. Yeah, yeah. That, it wasn't. It wasn't quite like that. This place was more of a nightclub, full yeah. of people with amazing costumes. There was very strict dress codes and yeah. what have you. And uh, some of the most. Well, I saw a guy with his legs were missing just below, below above his knee. They'd been sheared off I, uh, in a car accident. He told me on the on the train ride there. And uh, I saw him take a piss in a beer bottle, and then his boyfriend grab it and just chug the piss. Oh. And I was getting my dick sucked on the dance floor. It was very... Uh, Is that how you met Jonathan? <laughs> That's how I met Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan emailed. Hi, Jonathan. Jonathan uh, Cohen. Hey. And uh, my uh, manager in Denmark. Great guy. He's great. I love Jonathan. And a Jew. And a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have fun, but uh, we've uh, we've we worked together in a few different countries now. Yes, U.S. I Sweden. I'm not doing that great right now financially, mm. but there was a time during stand up like fuck, am I wasting my time? And it, th- that was one of the few things that you did for me that's really saved me because I really didn't know what to expect from Denmark. That was the first European thing I ever done. I mean, I, I've done stuff in England, but they were like, ugh, not. It wasn't good response. Yeah. But the first show I did for you, you had my seven, eight hundred people in the rock bar. I yeah. was shocked you would get that kind of people, and um, yeah, they they I were great. It. it was so much fun. It was so much fun. We had, I love Denmark, man. Denmark is the shit. You know, all if I could, I'd live there permanently. It's just the Danish guy. Everything that I like about Europe, all in one spot. It's fantastic, and I'm hoping to uh, come out. If you're listening, I'm working on Denmark dates. I know I, you've been emailing me and messaging me. I am paying attention, but it, it's just a matter of scheduling and timing. I'm, uh, I want to go too. Yeah, man. February, uh, late February, I think, is when we're going to do the Scandinavian thing. And uh, I, I Sweden for me was kind of mixed. It was good and bad sometimes. Norway was um, it was a little uncomfortable because I think they were very friendly. I think I don't think they're like open as Danish people. Yeah, I think it's Denmark, Finland, Sweden, Norway. Yeah, uh, and they're all very different. But uh, the audiences in Denmark really come out for me, and same with Finland too. Uh, but I don't know if you ever done Estonia, but they're great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tallinn, yeah. I did it in Estonia. That was that was great. I think I did one of the first or probably maybe the third English show yeah. that I ever had there. And um, it's cool there. Even I did like Hungary, Slovenia, and Croatia was good though. But Hungary, I nobody showed up. It was poorly managed gig. I, I, I didn't really spend enough time in the city, but nobody looked happy there. And I didn't. I think you told me that the girls were pretty. I didn't see any really. Man, they got some amazing looking girls in uh, adult business and prostitutes there. Yeah. Hungary, yeah. Maybe I'll go back, start a family. It's, they're um, amazing looking and speaking of families you, you've had a vasectomy yeah I got it mid 90s <laughs> what was it 
it's not like you were in a long-term relationship with a, a, your partner not wanting kids either. You're you're like a freelance fucker, and you really just wanted to snip your nut. I just don't think. I'm being compl- uh, completely honest here. I just don't think I would have been a good father, and I don't like my family that way. They were raising other family members, and it was just not a good place to bring another. Kid. Yeah, I- I'm on point with you. I think I do have some. It's qualities. just not fair if I know. For, I'm, I'm pretty sure I wasn't able to raise a kid. You know, no, we can barely take care of ourselves. Yeah, wait. So to bring it'd be a bad thing to do is to bring someone else into this world. And I'm not very close to my family except my brother, you know. And mm. um, I, I just think that's just, uh, yeah, I, th- I didn't think that should be something that I should do with my life, you know. So I got it down, and um, I don't regret it at all. It wasn't painful. It was well, very painful. The aftermath? It was. Everything was painful. Ugh. It was absolutely painful. Uh. He <laughs> cut both. First, he gave me two. A local anesthetic? You're awake? He gave me uh, two shots each testicles, if I remember right. So four shots all together? At least, yeah. Four testicles. <laughs> <laughs> right in the wonton. My God, it, it hurt like a motherfucker. Really? Somebody put a needle in your you nutsack and it made you uncomfortable? It is fucking... I've paid good money for that. Then he will cut the side of testicles. <sighs> Have you ever bought a cheap, cheap beef, cheap steak? And you got to get a steak knife. It just takes a long time to cut it. Oh, no. He was grinding inside of the testicles. Oh, no, no, no. Was he using a steak knife? It was just, it was, it was, it hurt like a motherfucker. Even with, uh, uh. Anesthetic? Yeah. Ugh. And he told me not to look. But as soon as somebody said, don't look, you Ugh. look. It's blood everywhere. Yeah, I'm not good. I pass out during it. It looks like Harry. Uh, your balls look like Yeah, it looked like Harry. Oh, no. Then he'll pull this your white... Your cock looks like Sissy Spacek. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> he pulled this white things out of my balls. Keep the white string. Keep pulling this white thing out of there. What do you mean string? You swallow a shoelace? Just keep pulling this down. It's All like, right, this story's not very nice. It's, it looks like a magician's trick. You know when they pull green, <laughs> yellow, red? Yeah. Oh, God. And he'll clip it both sides. Uh, then Can't he just put it in a bowl? Clip it. Put it back together, fold it up like a map, stick it in each testicles. Then he get this little flare and burn both of the balls. Uh, and you, you, you smell smoke. cooking? Yeah. With, are they anything like chestnuts? <laughs> <laughs> it's beginning to smell like Christmas. It smells like really bad teriyaki. Do you have uh, nieces and nephews? What? Do you have nieces or nephews? No, you? no. My, bro- my brother could have a kid, but I don't know if he wants to. He didn't get vasectomy, but, um, yeah, then um, you're kind of fucked for five days. And then first time you have a, you jerk off, you just shoot a sugar water. There's no sperm in it. Oh, does it, can you feel an orgasm, though? Sure. You just don't shoot it, sperm. Like the sea salt water comes out? It looks just like white, but it doesn't have sperm in it. Same kind of reaction when you run a nitty pot through your nose and just <laughs> Shut some fluid up. and salt water comes out? Ugh. Oh, do you think you could eat out that lady there? Oh, I'll just kick her down this into the river. Into yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I decided not to have a kid. Um, no regrets. Sometimes when I see my savage friends and how much their wife have civilized them into a decent human being. Yeah, some people it's the best thing that chills them right out. Uh, and and their kids are wonderful. And like, how did that fucking happen? When I met you first, 
you're a fucking scumbag. But yeah. But what, these women have done a wonderful job civilizing them. And there's others like, oh, my God, you should have never got married and have a kid, you know. But Fuck-ups. Totally but for the most part, I'm surprised how many of my friends are decent guys having kids, you know. Mm. I don't think I would have been good. No, I think there was – if I was uh, – had a, a I think you would have been a good dad. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do comedy and, and contribute to somebody's life like that. There's, yeah. There's no – I'm so much married to my, my craft and myself for the most part. I'm quite selfish in that way where – But your girlfriend's what, like 27? Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that's a long time. She had plenty of time to make babies. She doesn't want anything. She doesn't? No. It's perfect. People change their Plus minds. Plus, guys can't have babies anyway. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, what kind of girls do you go for? What do you mean? Like if you're somebody outside of the industry and you see a girl at a bar or a club or something like that. I think you're kind of like me in that sense where... I don't chase women. You're not like a guy who like. I no, I just hide in the bush with a mask on. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're more of a voyeur <laughs> than anybody. Somebody or just some people are just like pussy hounds, and I I never had that thing. I don't. know. Women my, don't my like libido. to be called a c word. True. Uh, For I, most women, do not want to be called a c word. The ones that don't like to be called cunts usually are. No. But they don't like to be called that. But men don't like to be called a C-word either. And when I say C-word, I mean creep. There's something about – if women think you're a creepy guy, there's something about you that you make them so uncomfortable. I could, I don't mind called racist, sexist, but that's, that's, that's the one thing that – You don't want to be called a creep at that, all? That that's, the, that's, that's the one thing. Uh, scumbag, I don't have a problem. I don't like to be called a liar and a creep. Because I'm not a liar, but but the creep thing, I I know that I'm a pervert, but that's one thing I don't want to be called. So I never harass women. Uh, that's why. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're a comfortable pervert, but I I don't, I don't want to be called creep. And sometimes I catch myself because it, it can't help to look. But that's one thing that I, uh, out of all the things that could be called, uh, that's the one thing I don't want to be called. You know. Okay. So, Plus, I don't, I don't want to give too much power to women either, you know. I don't want to harass them, you know. Yeah, some people just have no tact whatsoever. Some guys are just like, you're clearly making this girl uncomfortable. You're in her personal space. I know that you don't do that at all. No, I'm very um, contrary to my onstage persona. Um, I'm not like, uh, I'm pretty respectful of yeah. the opposite sex, you know. I mean, if they go out of your way, of course, you'll talk to them. But I hate these fuckers, man. I have – they're not friends anymore, but I have people in my life. This motherfucker going way back. If the girl give him a vibe like eventually doesn't want to have anything to do with him, he'll just go, shut the fuck up. You go get the fuck out of you fucking bitch. Like get mad at the, the girl. The rejection. They can't handle it because they're weak. It's like, why? Why the fucking reaction? Or very touchy. Start grabbing girls. Yeah, that's one thing I don't know. With that's really guys like, like coming in for hugs and and like just pervy yeah. kind of thing. I'm just like, dude, it, it, you, you, it's sad. It's a weak character trait, I think. It does make me laugh when I catch a friend like they when they give that predatory, creepy look to some girl and she doesn't notice it. But that shit makes me really uncomfortable, and I'm I'm fighting never to be caught doing something like that, you know. 
But I mean, I mean, I've had hundreds of a prostitute. I've worked in adult business. A hundred prostitutes? Hundreds. Hundreds? Easy. That's cool. I mean, I told ADF like around 500, but I've had that many prostitutes, but not necessarily every one of them. I've had a vaginal sex, you know. Sometimes I have a gross head on my face. Wait for a bus or something. (laughs) 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 Well, I saw you making out um, with that girl at Dave's old porn taping. I was? Oh, oh. Um, Which she's with her girlfriend. Those two girls were wild. Yes, you're talking and about. I look over and I'm going, I've never seen you touch a woman before, and you've got you. You're this girl's clearly uh, attack, not attacking you, but she's she's fucking down for Yoshi, and I was it warmed my heart. Um. Oh my god, why? Uh, uh, Proxy Page, she's a friend of mine. Uh huh. Yeah, she was great, and she's with her girlfriend. Yeah, Spark, uh, Sparky. Yeah, I got both of them on the show, and and uh, yeah, we went to see a, a dictator by um, Ali G. What's his name? Yeah, yeah, Sasha. Yeah, we're at Arclight. She just gave, I didn't even ask. She just gave me a blowjob while we were watching the movie. And you were laughing and getting your cock sucked. Um, <laughs> I don't think I was laughing. She blew you in a movie theater with your Alanis Morissette. I don't get that reference. She's talking about uh, Dave Coulier. Get her and her first big song, I went down on you in a movie theater. That's one of her songs. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a lyric in her song. She's talking about sucking off Dave Coulier in the theater. Good for you. Oh, that's I, cool. I think I got fucked in a movie theater. I didn't have enough. Money. Hi, Jonathan. <laughs> I didn't have enough money for popcorn, <laughs> so this uh, overweight businessman here rubbed some shit on his hand and jacked me off. She was great. Like, I just barely met her, and. Um I, I, there was a big time comedian. They had a party. They needed a couple of porn girls to go crazy and have a show, and they surpassed my expectation. And Dave is great. He was so good on that show. No, yeah. it wasn't Dave. This Attell? It wasn't Dave Attell. It was some some big. Time, I don't want to say this person's name because I don't want to get in trouble. But he he needed a like, couple of porn girls to like ended a tour party for everyone, and those are the two that actually brought on the show and ah. uh, they did it and and um she was kind enough to give me a blowjob and have sex that night but i didn't i wasn't expecting it you know like i don't i don't usually like i usually like painful sex you know because there's no misunderstanding you know uh-huh. um harassing girls i'm just not into that at all yeah you're kind of like it, you don't have a nervous disposition about getting laid you're like if it happens it happens i mean i'm at the age like I don't care. I don't, I don't if the girl I'm hanging out we don't have sex or whatever. Yeah. I just go home and jerk off. Like there's yeah. no pressure. And then I don't even go home. I just go into like a a bus shelter or something. Put a, a dirty KFC bucket over my nuts <laughs> and try and fill it up and stand on my head. But like I I don't understand this harassment, man. It just makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, um, are we uh, feminists? <laughs> no, it's it's. I I like I like girls if they're doing it because they want to do it, you know. And yeah, tricking somebody into doing something, there's no. I don't find any joy of that. There's so many schemers, and and even with all the perverted things, I have to say, um, hang. Well, let's talk about tranny for a second. Mm. 
Hold on, let me get my cock out. <laughs> yes. And somebody pushes a baby past us. I know. <laughs> this, fucking, this is like a family day at the park. He's an ice cream guy. And we're having a, a, the most heinous... Is that Cisco? Like <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Cisco. Yeah. Um, transgender community. I have a lot of respect for this group. Because um, even with how much society hate them, they know who they are. They know that I don't care if I was born in a man's body, I'm a woman. Even when whole society looked down on them, it may, may also be violence toward them. They're going to still be who they are. So there's been many cases where I, I will meet a woman, a person with a woman's body, say, I'm a man, and they take testosterone, and they will tell me the same story over and over. When I, I can't believe that once I'm taking testosterone, that it's a, it's, it's, so these, these are people who were born with a woman's body. They're taking testosterone. Like fuck angel. Yeah. And say, I can't believe that that men are able to control their urges. Basically, this person was saying, like, I can't believe there's not more rape. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The libido. Yeah. Is, is because, because no woman could understand what men go through. That it's you, painful. There's this, this urges, right? So here's somebody born with women's body, but inside they're a man taking testosterone, realizing that. It's amazing that vast majority of men are able to control themselves. If, if, you only, if only women knew that. Inversely, there's a group of people who are born with man's body, but they're women. They take uh, estrogen and things like that. And they realize, why well, it's really difficult being a woman, having this emotion. Uh, you know, uh, well, how insightful, though, right? To have both sides yeah. of a previous disposition as a female and then going into manhood. That's why one of the episodes I did in my uh, podcast, Yoshi Den, I interviewed a guy named Ogi Ogas. He's a professor of uh, neuroscience and sex and desire. He wrote a book called A Billion Wicked Thoughts. And basically, traditional study about human sexuality, it's a very touchy subject. Most professors don't want to touch it because they, they couldn't get funding for something like that. So you have a great show like Masters of Sex on Showtime uh-huh. with uh, Masters and Johnsons. But even when you do studies... Most people are not honest about their sexuality. There's one area where everyone is completely honest about their desires. And you know what that is? Transgender. Internet. When, oh, when internet, when it's pe- anonymous, though. It's anonymous. So people, when they do uh, internet search, they're completely honest. They don't want people to know. So they're completely free to uh, behave honestly. Well, Augie and his uh, 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 academic partner, Sai Gadam, they had access to billions of internet search. And it doesn't matter if you're black, white, Asian, Latino, Middle Eastern, Eskimo, whatnot. The stats are there. After hundreds and billions of internet search, you notice a certain pattern that is true everywhere. Yeah, there's probably a graph to see gender, you know, yeah. specific stuff. That's very interesting. And, and regional, too. Probably certain demographics, races of people like specific things. And, and, and uh, uh, people have the uh, same sexual desires, and, and people, are, people are very much into transsexual stuff. And that's not gay men at all. Gay men does not like transsexual stuff. It's heterosexual men who are into transsexual movies. Is it kind of a, a forbidden taboo that they're kind of attracted to? No, it's, you know what it is? I mean, th- maybe there's some of that, but when they did 
when Ogi did a research about four favorite body parts search in the internet, it's the same answer everywhere in the world. It doesn't matter what race, what religious background. What is it? The four body parts that search internet? Well, make a guess. Pussy, mouth, asshole. Wait, wait, hold on slowly. Pussy? No. Bullet hole? No. Asshole? Ass is one. At Satan's back door. What? Satan's back door. No. The, the anus. Ass? Uh, hand? No. Dick? Oh, you got the tough one. Yes, that's true. It doesn't matter what... It doesn't matter if you're a heterosexual gay man. Dick is one of the top four internet search for body parts. Okay. So ass, dick... But dick I think it, probably a lot of guys are... Oh, yeah. Hmm. Other other ones are feet and tent. Do you have? I, that's an odd one for me. Foot fetishes I find strange. Russell Peters has a, a crazy foot fetish. The foot fetish is not a weird at all, actually, because we're genetically programmed to reproduce. When women are pregnant, their feet is a little bit bigger. So men are always looking for women with smaller feet because they're not pregnant. Ah, okay. Um, and the reason why people like tranny stuff is because, look at this. ABC truck following cops doing nothing. There we go. Yeah. Um, They're filming. That's so odd. Okay. Big news, I guess. They're on bicycles. It doesn't matter what race you are and uh, what background. Tits, ass, feet, and dick is always popular among male searchers, both heterosexual and gay. And the reason why people like tranny is because it's called erotic optical illusions. So, tranny have tits, ass, feet, and dick. Okay. It's one-stop shopping. And the reason why heterosexual men look for dick, not because they're gay, it's, it's, it's like when, you, when, the, when people search. Now, we're talking on one person, not like these body parts in a plastic bag. No, 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 no. Not like that. Oh, okay. Well, then we're on a, I'm, I'm in a different category. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't want those pieces attached to anything because they'll call the cops. But by the way, the, the reason why men look, heterosexual men look for dick is because like when they were searching for movies like Little White Chick, Big Black Monster Dick, it's not because they're gay. They want to see dicks because the women's reaction to the dick, that's what they're looking for. Okay, the surprise element. Holy fuck. And, 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 and that's why tranny stuff have dick, ass, feet, and tits. It does something to our brain, just like when you're looking at Mona Lisa's painting. It's like it plays this optical illusion in your head. So vast majority of people who, who buy and rent transsexual movies, it's heterosexual men. Gay men do not like that shit at all. Um, so there's a lot of scientific explanations, you know. We're all weird creatures, aren't we? Everybody thinks that there's normality. There's not nothing's normal anymore. But I, I also think why some people, men like transsexual stuff is because, like what we were saying before, they were born as a man, but because they take uh, estrogen, they understand the emotion of women. They accept men because they understand what it is to be a man because they were born man, but they take this testosterone, I mean, uh, estrogen to like a woman, you know. Female transsexual people are really like um, insightful, like that asshole that went to Santa well, they're, Bar- hy- they're hybrids, really. They have they they've they've carried both of those traits, so they have opinions on both sides of the fence. 
I mean, they understand how to be sensitive like a woman, but they understand why. They also can kick the fuck out of you. Yes. And they also understand man's desire because they were born as a man, you know? So. Huh. When are you getting your operation? <laughs> <laughs> where, do, where do they get the testosterone from? Is it from human beings or is it like genetic or manufactured or? You, you could take. I mean, when uh, women who want to become a man, they take testosterone. They're widely available. Uh, when women would s- extract it from animals, or um, I don't know, that might not be possible. So, Premarian is a type of a hormone that you get from horses' piss, supposedly. Ah, do they get steroids from horse piss? There's there's a lot of that stuff from horses for some reason. Jesus. I saw a horse have sex with a girl. Well, more of the girl had sex with a horse. Did she survive? Yeah. Did they, did they put a contraption to make sure that the horse doesn't go crazy? No. This horse had been down this road many times. He had good etiquette. Right. He wasn't rambunctious or anything. Because there was a documentary called Zoo, and an engineer from Boeing let this horse just fuck him in the ass and killed him. Yeah, Mr. Hands or whatever his name is. Whatever it was, it just pulverized his oh. asshole internally. you got to do the math. You're, you you're, would think as a Boeing his dick engineer. A third, third, almost half the length of his torso, it just pierced all his organs. Yeah. He impaled himself on a horse cock. <laughs> I think he lost his teaching job. He lost his life. He he died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Well, if you were going to bang one animal, what would you fuck? Wow. You talking about Are you talking about like Middle Eastern people? What are you talking about? <laughs> They've been shaving people's heads, those savages. No, no. They like like a a, a lemur. <laughs> That's a weird one to pick. Yeah, it looks soft. I, I, if we, if we're being serious, I can't even imagine doing anything like that. That's just like I don't get it. Well, I think you're on the wrong show. Then we always discuss fucking animals on this one. I don't know. Maybe um, something soft that doesn't bite, like a jello. I mean, a uh, uh, jellyfish. Uh, French poodle. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe one of these mallard ducks swimming around. We've had the most. Horrific conversation in this magical place. It's like Narnia here. Overall, I mean, you've been here like what five, six years. Yeah. Uh, Do you consider this home now? Yes. Yes, I really couldn't. You know, I lived in Sweden. I lived in England. You know, I spent a short time in New York. Yeah. But Los Angeles kind of embodies the next stage of my career. Yeah. And uh, I can't really, unless I was financially sound, I'd probably have a house in a different country that I yeah. would go live at at certain times of the year. And then, but my home base is here. In Los Believe Angeles. me, it's been a tough two and a half years losing a job. But I know that if I leave LA, it's it, life over. I mean, yeah, you yeah, know, that's that's what it is for me. They have to take me out of here in body bag because. I'm really, 45. There's, yeah, there's nowhere else to go. I'm 45, and if I still want to pursue a show business, like, I didn't really enjoy New York City is great, but it's not for me, you know. Too I love, many people. Too many people, but it's really young person's place. and Yeah, young professionals. Yeah. 
Yeah, and at least the only place I could imagine living now. I can I don't even think I could go back to Seattle to be honest. The weather's great here. You know, we live in Hollywood. I don't know how many times I've been walking down Sunset and going, this is kind of where it all happens, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, this is really the hub. And this is where everything ends, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is very much that, you know. Um, speaking of show business, uh, do you have any uh, shows coming up? Um, October 2nd through 5th, Ars Electronica in San Francisco. Um, the podcast? Oh, the pos- podcast festival is next weekend. I don't even know what dates that is. 25th, 26th, or whatever it is. Yeah. I'll be there uh, Friday next week. Um, I don't know what day that is, but for ADF's Talking Shit, 7 p.m. Um, and uh, I got a bunch of little shitty shows in between, but from oct- most of October, I'll be in Indiana, staying with my friend Stan Chen, and I'm supposedly interviewing Miss Pat, the new um, upcoming oh, cool. superstar in the podcast world. Yeah, the, your your podcast is great. I've, I've listened to it in numerous episodes. You have a lot of uh, smart people on the show. Insightful. Problem is like a number. It's really weird. Like you want to, if you want to get a big number in comedy podcasts, you probably don't want to have too many smart people. You want outrageous people, you know? Yeah, characters and whatnot. Yeah, they're not necessarily that type. But like when I had you on the show, um, you were great. Like I never know. Like you go crazy on, but. You give me a really honest, frank conversation about stuff. You know, growing up, Hampt, uh, Hamilton, and uh-huh. yeah, I, I liked all the comedy conversations that we had. Yeah, yeah, I just like real conversations, you know. And and it, those are far and few between in this city. That's one of the downsides of this. You get a lot of double talk and bullshit. Uh, so when you do meet people that are actually present and uh, and uh, interesting, it's it's always a breath of fresh air. Um, it's too bad that you're not in town on October 11th. Uh, I'll be I want to do your show, but yeah, yeah, every time you did it, I'm out of, out of town. It you looks know? like it's going to be a monthly thing, one a month at the Hollywood Improv. I would love to do it. But uh, I'll definitely have you on the show. And also... November. Uh, yeah, we'll probably do one in the middle of November. But if you're going to Canada and Europe, I definitely want to do it. I mean, those, I don't even care. If I could break even, you know. We'll do our best. So February potentially is going to be... Sweden, Finland, Denmark, and Iceland. Uh, but this week, you can check me out. I will be at the uh, Hollywood Comedy Store on September 18th, 9.30 in the main room. I'm part of the uh, Sunset Strip Music Festival. You can check out that show and get tickets at the uh, Comedy Store. Got Comedy Store. Got comedy? Comedystore.com. <laughs> I think I've had a stroke here. The, the heat is outrageous. And then on Tuesday, September 25th, I'll be doing a roast battle at the uh, Comedy Store in uh, Hollywood also. And then October 11th, I'll be doing uh, Jason Rouse's Nightmare Before Christmas show. And uh, I'm not even sure who's going to be on that yet. i got a mm-hmm. handful of people. And what's your, uh, your Twitter handle? Uh, Yoshi Obayashi. <laughs> Y-O-S-H-I-O-B-A-Y-A-S-H-I. And uh, Yoshi did my podcast. Uh, I release a new episode every Monday. And I'm still working on this show called Fuck Soup, where it's like talk soup with the porn people. That's great. Um, uh, I record like 10 episodes, but I'm having raised money to edit. But uh, um, I'm definitely going to get you on the show. And we film at AVN, Adult Video News Office, in uh, I think it's in Chathworth or Northridge or something. But, yeah, we'll get you on the show. And, 
Yeah, hopefully we go on the tour next year. Yeah, that'd be great. I always like going on the road with you. Go see our friends in Scandinavia. And a deal, fucky, if you're listening, you can go fuck yourself, you filthy brown bastard. And uh, thanks for being on the show, Yoshi. Thanks, Jason. And I uh, can't wait till you do mine. Wicked. Thank you. Don't kiss me on the mouth. Don't ask if you're hurting me. And if you hear the safe word, stop what you're doing immediately. Do you have pantyhose? 